0: Hi, this is Mark Raven. This is episode seven, and today's post was published on January 14th, 2015, and it's titled Strategy Deployment as a Series of Hypotheses or Predictions, Part One. So even with 20 years of experience in studying and applying and teaching Lean Principles, I've had relatively limited experience with the strategy deployment methodology. I've never had the opportunity to work full-time in an organization that really had a mature strategy deployment process and culture. I have had, thankfully, the opportunity to learn from many visits to Thetacare uh, about how they do strategy deployment, and including helping to uh, lead the production of uh, a DVD that was published by the Thetacare Center for Healthcare Value. I've been able to work as a consultant where I've been learning from other consultants who are more experienced with strategy deployment, and I've supported some of these ongoing efforts from the standpoint of coaching people on A3 thinking and PDSA problem solving you know, areas where I've, I have more experience. And within the past year, I've had a chance to work with Karen Martin at a health system that's getting started with a brand new strategy deployment process. So again, I'm, I'm supporting them in those areas where uh, I've got more experience, um, Kaizen, value stream mapping, generally in thinking. But you know, back to strategy deployment, I think one key reflection of mine on on this work and and what I've learned is uh, the following. It seems to me that a strategy deployment process can be described as a series of hypotheses that are tested over time. Strategy deployment is a high-level annual PDSA cycle that contains embedded PDSA cycles of analysis, improvement, measurement, and adjustment. So an organization, whether they're practicing lean or not, Um, generally already has a defined mission and articulated vision, a set of stated values. Now, whether the mission, vision, or values are correct or not seems like something that can only be tested um, through an ongoing PDSA mindset and reflection um, over time, over many years. In a strategy deployment process, from that, uh, mission, vision, and values, an organization defines four, maybe five key objectives and goals. Uh, these are called focus areas at ThetaCare. Um, so if, if you go to the blog at leanblog.org audio7, in the post, you'll see a picture of ThetaCare CEO, Dr. Dean Gruner, as he talks about strategy deployment in the DVD that I mentioned earlier, and I've linked to that DVD if you go to the blog. So you would see Dean standing in front of one of the walls in their executive meeting room. And ThetaCare's four uh, true north focus areas, as they're called, are first off, safety and quality, second, customer satisfaction, third, people, and fourth, financial stewardship. So those four areas are important and meaningful to ThetaCare, as they might be to other hospitals. But that doesn't mean that makes these four things the right True North objectives that we all must use or, or have to copy. But I think you know, the, the hospital Karen and I are working with, we see a very similar um, set of categories. So the, this, this part seems to be the first hypothesis, which we could state like this. Hypothesis one, if we focus our improvement efforts and close performance gaps in these four areas, we will therefore perform well as an organization this year and over the long term. So at ThetaCare, the true north focus areas tend to stay the same each year, since they're the compass and the direction for the organization. These shouldn't change every year. These should be an example of what Dr. W. Edwards Deming called constancy of purpose. These four areas are interconnected and mutually supportive, as a hospital and a healthcare organization are a system, as Deming would have explained. An organization could choose to change or replace a True North focus area if that initial hypothesis seems to not be working out as expected over time. You know, It's hard to see how doing well in a focus area like customer satisfaction would not improve overall organizational performance. But maybe the broader conditions have changed and the senior team decides at some point that a different key focus area should be brought in instead. So under each of these four focus areas, you generally see two to three key performance indicators that are uh, tracked and watched closely by the senior leadership team on a monthly basis, if not more frequently. These specific metrics are chosen because they're the specific areas in which the organization needs to improve this year. And breakthrough improvement projects managed through A3s are then chosen to drive improvement in those metrics. So that seems to lead us to a second hypothesis. If we can improve and close our performance gaps in these key performance indicators, we will satisfy our need for improvement in our key focus areas, and therefore we will be successful as an organization overall. So you might call these key performance indicators um, focus metrics because they're providing focus to the senior leadership team within their True North focus areas. So instead of looking at 100 different measures for these four True North categories and trying to drive improvement in all of those measures, the strategy deployment approach tells us that it's better to pay attention to a few high leverage areas instead of spreading our attention and efforts too thin. I visited one organization a few years ago that bragged about being down to quote, just 37 focus metrics. Well, I, I guess that's progress. As uh, they study and adjust over time um, through PDSA, they might realize that 37 still isn't really focused enough. ThetaCare has about 10 of these focus metrics that they look at each year. These KPIs or, or focus metrics change more often than do the True North focus areas. Under the safety and quality area, a hospital might initially measure medication errors and patient falls. But after making big improvements in those particular KPIs, they might shift to measuring things like hospital acquired infections and overall mortality instead. Changing the KPIs after a yearly strategy deployment cycle doesn't mean that a measure is no longer important, that's no longer important to prevent medical errors, for example. That's likely still something that's being measured somewhere in the organization but it means that it's not one of the key indicators that the senior leadership team needs to be looking at constantly throughout the year. So, how do we close the gaps in performance? How do we ensure that we have enough organizational capacity to do so? Part 2 of this post will discuss the next two hypotheses that are formed and tested in the strategy deployment cycles. So, I think a couple of key questions and if you'd like to comment, again, please go to leanblog.org/audio7. Does your organization use strategy deployment? If so, how would you state the hypotheses that you're testing? And, and what are the results of those tests if you've been working at this for some time? So thanks for listening. Uh, if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can go to leanblog.org audio for more information about how to do so. And if you have any feedback, um, you can email me, mark at leanblog.org.